tell you something, brother. Welcome to another explosive episode of Monday Night Horror, man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special episode of Monday Night Horror. Somebody's birthday? Happy birthday. Just heard you singing the birthday song. Yes, it was. Birthday. Birthday. Birthday, 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 birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we just finished up last week with Scream 4. And at the end of the episode, not like anybody really gets to the end of our episodes, but we told you that we would have a special episode to close out the summer. And we had said that it has got quite a bite. So, uh, without... Any further ado, well, no, there'll be a little ado. A little bit. And I go, a it, small it, amount it, of ado. It deserves an introduction. It does. So uh, our bonus episode to close out, if you couldn't tell by the birthdays theme at the beginning of the episode, is Jaws. That's right. Uh, it's yes. the end of summer. The Halloween decorations are coming out. Ooh, yes. The Halloween stores are opening. And we're going to take you back to 1975. Yeah. What better way to end the summer than with the original summer blockbuster? Yes. Yeah. It started the whole summer blockbuster craze. Yep. And it single-handedly brought down the revenue of, I think uh, it was summer beach profits. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I believe it. (laughs) Because people were truly afraid to go swimming after they saw this. Yeah. Like, oh my God. I forgot that there are giant sharks in the ocean that could seriously injure us. Oh, yeah. Let's stop going. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the movie speaks for itself. It does. It really if, does. If, if, if you, I mean, you know. If you've you never seen it, just, it before, shame on you. Yeah, holy shit, <laughs> if you've never seen it. Like, the, you know, it's, Mike said, it. it deserves an introduction, but... I mean, it really needs no introduction. It's fucking Jaws. It's Jaws. Yeah. It's it, to me, it's perfect. Yeah. It's, it's it's a perfect movie. It's got that rare combination of all the right things. You've got yep. the phenomenal director, <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Obviously, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> you've got the music from John mm-hmm. Williams, and you've got the the cast that has such a great chemistry together. Yeah. Roy Scheider, Richard Dreyfuss, Robert Shaw. Yep. Yeah. It's they've got, they've got good chemistry. Uh, There's, there's just enough. I don't want to say comic relief, but there's enough comic relief and, and, and kind of sarcasm within the movie that it's real. It feels real. It's subtle. Yes. It's not like when we watch Halloween 2018 and it's oh god, you like know, slapstick. 
yeah, it's you can tell that the directors are desperately trying to get comedy in there. It's yeah. it's, it's real life comedy, and that's why you laugh at it. Yeah, because it's something that your friends would say, or you, you know, you'd hear your family say, whatever. Like in casual conversation, the normal, you know, play on words or whatever you want to call it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's yeah. great characters, great character development. Yep. And the screenplay yeah, was written by Peter Benchley, who wrote the novel Jaws. I, was, yeah, I didn't know that he wrote the screenplay too. Yep. He's also in the movie. Is he really? Yep, he makes an appearance. Oh, most nice. people don't know that. I I am one of most people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to pull up uh, IMDb so we have that because I'm sure there is a ungodly amount of oh yeah tid- tidbits of information. There's a lot of tits. Oh, so many tits and bits of information. Bit tits of information. Where are we here? Trivia. Here we go. All right. So, uh, yeah, uh, for anybody that's watching or anyone that's interested, it is included with Amazon Prime. So you can Mm -hmm. watch along with us. We're going to watch it on Amazon Prime. Um, Yeah, there's really no reason. And if you've never seen it, for the love of God, it's on Amazon Prime. uh, There's no reason why you have not seen this movie. Yeah, it spawned three sequels, which are all also on Amazon Prime. But and they're uh, all terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to watch any of them, watch just the, two. The second one, it, it's yeah. it's watchable. Um, yeah, but it doesn't come it's anywhere not... near the original. Oh no, no, no! It was the first one was lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. It really was absolutely. So, out of eighteen thousand plus reviews, it's five star movie. Yep. So eighteen thousand people say it's a five star movie. Yeah. So 18,000 people can't be wrong, right? That's right. Well, I mean, they could. They could. They could. All right. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, get on Amazon Prime and join us for the first summer blockbuster and our end of summer, which brings us, which is cool because it closes out summer, but it opens up the doorway to fall. And that is a lot of new movies coming out. Oh, God. Candyman, Candyman, well, where we're talking now, you guys listening to this, Candyman was just released three days ago. Um, we're recording a week a week ahead, so Candyman will come out at the end of this week for us. That's but right. you yeah. hear this. We're, we're still on the, the Monday after SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We literally just finished Scream 4. Yeah. Like 20 minutes ago. So mm-hmm. now we're watching. Um, but... Yeah. Oh God. This will be good. It's a, it's a great way to close out summer and it's a great way to welcome the fall. And uh, maybe, maybe for, uh, maybe for the next season, what we'll do since we we've got some, some oddballs coming up. Like we want to do the, the new candy man, since we did mm-hmm. candy man, we're going to do Halloween uh, kills. Yep. We want to redo Halloween 18. Cause yeah, we're so going to do the, to... the prequel to kills yep. again. So I think maybe throughout, uh, maybe throughout fall, we'll uh, we'll just do one-offs. Obviously, we've done series this entire time, but maybe maybe Jaws will be the start of our one-offs, and we'll we'll pick. Oh, let's do this movie and let's do that movie. Yeah, yeah, that would be 
And that will carry us through all of these also one-offs of Halloween and Candyman and supposedly Texas Chainsaw Massacre. If, if that ever happens. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, So that's it, folks. Jump on. Amazon Prime. Help close out the summer with us and press play now. What's your time around? Reproduction of distribution of this copyright work is illegal. Privacy is not a victimless crime. What's your timer at? 10, 11, 12, 13, 13 14, 14. Okay, yeah, 15. we're on. It's only rated PG. Wow. I wonder, that's got to be by old rating standards. Yeah, I'm sure. Because there, there is some gore in this movie. Yep. There's also tits. Is there right? tits? I don't think is there's... there tits in this movie no i thought there were tits when she when she maybe not uh she does get naked to go swimming at the beginning but i don't think you see anything oh okay but i know like now like pg-13 because there's smoking in movies oh okay or tv shows yeah and i'm like i'm like fucking what why is this pg-13 smoking or 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 uh fantasy violence and i'm like it's fantasy violence like you're killing a robot <laughs> yeah um all right so i'm just gonna read off some trivia here while we're going through these opening credits yeah we get the opening credits and we get the jaws theme well so we just see it roy scheider robert shaw richard yeah. dreyfus and robert shaw and richard dreyfus could not stand each other and the two argued all the time which resulted in some good tension between hooper and quint yeah which were their which are their characters in this we get the according point of view the, of the shark according to the writer the line you're going to need a bigger boat was not scripted it was ad-libbed by roy scheider and it turns out to be one of the most popular lines in oh movie my God. history. In, yeah. Uh, on an episode of Family Feud, it was the number one most quoted or most memorable quote from a movie. Okay. Yep. So now we're at a campfire on the beach, a bunch of kids. Based upon the novel by Peter Benchley. And I've never read the novel no, neither have I. Um, I I know the the differences between the novel and the movie because I've I've looked into them in depth, but uh, I've never actually read the book. That'd be interesting to to read. Yeah, I'd love to read Jaws. This guy's drinking a beer and smoking a cigarette at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Making eyes at the girl across the campfire. Of course. There's like a dumpster fire going on right now. It's like trash can that's burning. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's their grill. All right. So they break off from their friends. <laughs> he's he's a little he drunk. <laughs> yep. He falls and she's taking off her clothes. I'm not drunk. <laughs> I'm not drunk. <laughs> he can't run. He can't get his clothes off. Nope. 
See, there you go. See, titties bouncing. You got all kinds of side boob going on. Yeah. Oh, there he goes. Takes a spill. <laughs> he falls and... down the dunes. Yep. She's already in the ocean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can, I can swim. swim. I just can't undress myself. <laughs> <sighs> and she goes way out there. Oh, yeah. She's like all the way by the buoy. Oh, yeah. I like going in the ocean, but I would not go out that far. Yeah, she's out there. I'm gonna turn mine up a little here. <laughs> He's still trying to get his shoes off. <laughs> and we get the point of view again. Yep. And the music. Ah, the score is great. Oh, it's fantastic. I was just reading that uh, Spielberg said he was like, the movie would only be half as good if it wasn't scored the way it was. Yeah. And now you have that impending, that same thing, that score. Yeah. Ooh. And they they pretty accurately represent a a great white shark attack. So... uh, as big as a great white is, it doesn't come up and just maul you. It tugs a little bit first. Right. It kind of tests the water yep. almost. Like... Exactly. And then it goes at you. Yep. <laughs> she grabs the buoy. There was another tit shot there. Mm. Quick glimpse. So yeah, it's got some it's got some brief nudity. Yeah. Oh. But that's it. Gone. Definitely uh, a little uh, visceral there. Yeah. Just not knowing what's happening to this person and and just her screams of terror. Yeah. And it is a terrifying situation. And that's it. And then it's completely still. Especially for a human, you know, out in the water, you really have nothing. uh, You've got You have no footing. You can't run. Yeah. You're you at the mercy see. of the, the creature. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're in their world. Yeah. All right, now we're uh we get to Chief Brody's house. Now the chief and his family have just moved here from New York City. And he's not quite acclimated to island living yet. (laughs) (laughs) How was that? Like you're from New York. swimming so the chief's getting a phone call about the missing girl (laughs) 
So Brody's really used to like grim New York City police work. Yeah. And she says, be careful. And he's like, in this town? Like, right. like come on. Yeah, I think the police force is him and one deputy. Now, Steven Spielberg was not originally the director. No, I was just reading that, so I, but I, I can't remember the name that I saw. Uh, th- there was somebody else who was set to direct it, and he was fired. Dick Richards was fired after the meeting with producers and studio execs. In the meeting, he said that his opening shot would have the camera come out of the water to show the town. Then the whale, instead of the shark, would come out of the water. The producers said they were not making Moby Dick, and they would not work with someone who did not know the difference between a whale and a shark. (laughs) So Brody is very uncomfortable with the water. And we find out more about that later on. But even, even as he's walking down the sand, he's stumbling down the sand dune. Right. Yeah, he He's, just doesn't have beach feet. Yeah. And he's he's walking along the beach interviewing the kid who passed out last night. Yes, the drunk. Yep. And uh I think yeah, they stumble upon the girl's remains. I don't know what that kid is drinking. It, it looks like cloudy water. I know, right? Yeah. Maybe Alka-Seltzer? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> so he's got all these like small town problems. Yeah, you hear the, the problems. Oh, the... The karate, the kids learning karate are karateing the fences around town. <laughs> what are we going to do with this? Coroner is spelled wrong on the the form that he's typing out. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know. It that. was spelled corner, <laughs> corner's office. <laughs> Never had any beach clothes signs because nothing ever happens here. Yeah. And uh, you saw he typed in shark attack, right? On the uh, the report, yeah, cause of death. He got the call from the coroner, and the coroner identified it as a shark attack. <laughs> this old man complaining yeah. about the kids karate chopping his fence. Yeah. So uh, Chief's going out to pick up some uh, supplies for making beach clothes signs. Nope, knocks over all. <laughs> I wonder if that was uh, planned. 
<laughs> Let Polly, Let do, Polly the do the printing. What's wrong with my printing? Let Polly do the printing. <laughs> All right, then we meet the mayor. Yep. Um, who was also a priest in the Amityville Horror. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And uh, that the deputy was the medical examiner in Halloween 2. Oh, nice. Right, and the chief wants to go pull these Boy Scouts in from their swim. Because right now he's under the impression that there's a shark in the area. So Brody's confronted by uh, the mayor. Kind of like, yeah, like the city board. Yeah. Mayor and city officials. And, and they're like, listen, you really shouldn't shut down the beach just from one little shark attack. And now all of a sudden the coroner, after meeting with the mayor and everybody, has changed his mind. It's not a shark attack. It's a bo- it was a boating accident. It was a boating That's accident that mangled this girl. <laughs> it was a boat with teeth. Yeah. And they're they're all concerned about the economy of money. the town. Yep, yeah. money. And Oh, hey. Shamu. Boy, just feed her to the shark. You won't eat for a year. <laughs> Free Willy. <laughs> All right, so now we're at the beach. And they've called off closing the beaches. The medical examiner has decided it was a boat accident. Yep. There's no lifeguards on any of the lifeguard chairs. Yeah, what do you need a lifeguard for? Yeah, there's no sharks in the water. (laughs) Even if there is, what's the lifeguard going to do? Yeah. Guy playing fetch with his dog. And he throws the stick right at the fucking people swimming. Yeah, right? What an asshole. You're a dickhole. (laughs) Bertha Faye. <laughs> we got the chief keeping an eye on things. Yeah, and it's just a very, very regular, uh, regular beach day. Yeah. Fat people floating and kids playing. 
There's something in the water there, and the chief notices. <laughs> yeah, just a swimmer. Yeah. But the the chief is on edge. Yeah, and he's uncomfortable with the water as it is. So he's not even paying attention to the conversation. No. And it, you get this, like, people constantly coming up to him asking for favors. Yeah. And uh, that actress plays his wife in this one. She plays his wife in part two. And she also plays... In four? In four, yep, as the same same lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's some bad hat, Harry. And the chief is kind of sensitive about people making fun of him for not He's going water. in the water. His water phobia. Yeah. Hydrophobia. Hydrophobia. Now the guy's looking for his dog. And the dog is missing. And the stick's in the water. It's kind of like the starting gun. The dog disappears. Yep. Now we've got the point of view. Yep, we're in the water again, and we've got that music again. Yep, that's the the shark's theme. So when, uh, oh, here we go. And just blood. Oh, great camera. Oh, yeah. Yep, when the chief sees it. The, the zoom in and zoom out at the same time, like yep. Everybody out of the water, and everybody goes running into the and water. Of course, and and the chief is just yelling out of the water, out of he's not going in to save them or anything. Yep. Remind me in a second to comment about the music, sure. but uh, I like this scene because it shows humans as such like herd animals. Oh yeah, like it's yep. the same thing you see with deer. And yeah. you know other other herd animals out on the savanna. When the predator comes near and takes one of them, they all kind of flock together, yeah. and then get yeah, their whether distance. Whether you know each other or not, it's just oh god, we we have to save our own. Yep. And it's that very uh, carnal instinct of of animals. It shows that we are at our core. That's what we are. We're we're just another animal. Yep. All right, so the, there was a as shark smart attack, as we are. and yep. now we're going into a city hall meeting. So you were saying about the... So the, the shark gets the same music every time it approaches, and that's something John Williams does in all of his, all of his scores, whether it's this, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park. Every character and every entity has its own theme. Huh. that plays whenever they show up or whenever they get close. And you oh. see it through this movie. Um, uh, Quint has his own theme. It's like a little seafaring sounding song. And then Hooper right. has his own theme. And 
even the boat, the orca has its own theme. And then he mixes them together. But now we're sitting down in the city hall meeting. And now they can't deny that there's a shark. So the mother of the missing boy has put a bounty out on the shark. Mm-hmm. The guy with the mustache to the left of Brody reminds me of Rob Reiner. Reiner. Mike Stivick. Mike Stivick. All in the family. Oh, okay. Yep. Huh. Yeah. Like some I I just Googled it. Like, is that is Rob Reiner in Jaws? <laughs> yeah, that's the uh the newspaper man. <laughs> is that it? I think so, yeah. So they announced they're gonna close the beaches for twenty four hours. Everybody's pissed off. And then Ah, the nails on the chalkboard. Yep. That's a great, great little speech there. Yep. <clears throat> so Quint just tells him, you know, like, listen, listen, you know, you guys are low balling. I'll, I'll do it for 10 grand by myself and you'll get it, you know, tongue to tail. Right. And <clears throat> Quint, we pick up, he has kind of a reputation. Yeah. Cause he starts off with saying, you all know who I am. You know me and you know what I do. And then he asks for this large amount of money. Yep. And he's he's almost like the the Captain Ahab, yeah, sort of character. And we find out that he's he's got a history with sharks, but we get into that more later. So now we're back at the Brody house. Brody's reading up on sharks. Yep. 
<laughs> it's just a very, you know, it's a very, a very natural thing. Like, I, I don't know how many times I've said that to my wife. Like, you just sit there like, ah, want to get drunk and fool around? Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just a very husband and wife thing. Yeah. So Brody's upset that his kid's sitting out in the boat. Yep. And she's defending the kid. She says, it's okay. He's not out on the ocean. Yeah. And she even says he's never going to go in the water again after what happened yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) And Brody's like, what the hell? (laughs) She looks at the picture and it's a shark attacking a boat and people falling off and she loses it. (laughs) Yeah. Like that. That's what we're talking about in that, in that just subtle comedy like right and it's it's not the situation itself is not humorous because it's you know it's a mother who's panicking after she realizes what could possibly happen correct but But it's it's funny because you you know you can almost relate to the situation and it's the how fast her mind changes upon seeing something in a book yeah it was fine because he was on a boat and then she sees a picture where the shark's attacking a boat and instantly like you heard your father Get out of the water! <laughs> and it's that interaction where, you know, a lot of kids, if dad won't give me this, I'll go and ask mm-hmm. mom. Or if mom won't give me this, I'll go and ask dad. Yeah. And you get that yeah. for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's that ask your mother, ask your father. Yeah. So Brody's, he's still and, flipping and like, through his shark book. Something, something so minuscule. Watching the pages flip in Brody's glasses. Mm-hmm. You know, like just something like you could it could just be his face, but no, it's like what my eyes are drawn to is that is that's it. It's the flipping of the pages in his glasses. Right. And he's you know, he's looking at all these shark attack victims and right, some pretty nasty pictures. Oh yeah. And meanwhile, there's these two fishermen on the other side of the island. Who said that they're going to catch him? They're going to catch the shark well, yeah. using the one guy's wife's holiday roast. I was going to say, yeah, they had a, a beef roast. Yep. So they've got it tied to a tire, and uh, something's taken it. I was trying to place the meat too. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't place what that was. Yeah. Kind of looked like a sirloin tip. Mm. But but I don't think it was. So the well, whatever it was, grabbed took, the roast. Yeah, it took the roast and it took the whole dock with it. Yeah, ripped the dock right out. And it's just pulling the dock out to sea. And uh, one of the fishermen got pulled out a little ways with it. Yep. So now he's trying to swim back to shore. And the dock now turns around. And we're we're now the dock is is the uh, the embodiment of the shark exactly the dock becomes the threat because yeah, we... like oh god you know the dock went the dock got pulled away and now the dock's coming back so whatever whatever is there must be coming as well yep and the that's such the a, a smart thing 
that he did that you don't see the shark. Nope. It's for... very, it's very Halloween. It's very nightmare on Elm street. Well, I mean, they are very jaws. It, right. Yeah. This was first. Yeah. So and you go through it's... almost the entire movie without even seeing the shark, but it's always there. Right. It's represented it's a... either by the music or by the objects that it's interacting with. Yeah. Yep. And that's, that's what's intimidating. And that's what's scary when you don't see the monster. That's what's scary. Mm-hmm. So now it's the next day. And, uh, all the fishermen on the island are getting ready to go out and try and claim this bounty. And now we're introduced to uh, Hooper. At Hooper, yep. So he's from the uh, the Oceano- Oceanographic Institute, and yeah, uh, he's, he's been he's been called in by Brody. Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's an expert more yep. or less. I mean, he's a bookworm. Yep, um, he's a. I think the, he's a first, student. Yeah, at the and moment. the first interaction is with a big burly fisherman. Yep, and uh, that fisherman who helps him off the boat is um, Ben Gardner. Uh, elaborate. Later on, we hear more about Ben Gardner. Okay, but uh, I never knew that that was him. Oh, okay. <laughs> the guy's holding sticks of dynamite. Dynamite? Where are you going with that? I'm going on the boat. Oh, no, no. He's like, oh, well, come with me. You just, 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 you take care of them. You just follow me. <laughs> yeah, at this point, Brody doesn't even know who Hooper is, and but he's trying to enlist him to help manage this and, situation and, outside. And right there was another, more of that, that humor where he says, is there a good hotel or restaurant on the island? And they say, ah, just walk straight ahead. And he smiles and laughs like, ah, yeah, you're all going to die. Right. Just just turns around and walks away. Like, fuck you. The things we say under our breath. (laughs) Yeah. And those were the guys that were going to bring the dynamite on the boat. Right, yeah. (laughs) All right, so Brody and Hooper now meet each other. There's Ben Gardner. And you get this, these like typical rednecks yeah, yeah. out on their boats. <laughs> They're oh, yeah. going to catch yep. the shark. Yep, it's a shark lynch mob. Yep. Yep, chum in the water. They're, ch- they're chumming right now. They're what? And they go, What's what that? the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> He's throwing M80s into the... So right. that everybody just wants that money because there's people that don't even know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. They, they have no idea. Cause <laughs> of death, probable boating accident. And Hooper looks at the bucket of body parts and he just 
goes silent. <laughs> I think what remains of this girl is small enough a... to be kept in this little serving tray. <laughs> yeah. So Hooper's uh, Hooper's checking out the remains yeah. of the girl from Medical the beginning. Assessing. Yep. He says this was no boat accident. <laughs> and uh, he mentions some the Latin names of a few different sharks here. But uh, the names of the sharks he mentions are sharks that would not be in the Atlantic Ocean. Ah. Yeah, those names he just said. One of them's like the Pacific Mako shark. And I forget what the other one was, like the white tip or something that would be way out in the middle of the ocean. Okay. And I said, I think like neither of them would even come close to having a mouth big enough to be mistaken for a great white. And there you go. Yep. So Hooper says it was it was a shark. And meanwhile, and now, the the rednecks have captured. Yep, they've got a shark. a shark. Now uh, this this shark that they used in this scene, this was a real shark. I was going to say, it looks real. It was a real tiger shark that was caught in Florida and shipped to Martha's Vineyard where they were filming. And by the time it arrived, it was decomposing and rotten. Wow. And they said shooting this scene was unbearable. It just smelled so Because bad. of the smell. You can see the flies on it. Yep. Um, and they said at one point while it was hanging here, the internal organs broke free. <laughs> and landed in the back of its throat. <laughs> so they're all crowding around. Hooper's measuring the mouth. Yep. And there's Quint on He's his cruising boat. by. He's laughing. Yeah, because he knows. He knows that's not the shark. So now, was this shark caught and killed specifically for the movie? Yes. Wow. Yeah, they they caught it specifically for use in the movie. Wow. Boy, talk about animal rights activists. Yeah. I think it's a Mako. (laughs) A what? A what? So you got like the the dumb hicks. They don't even know what they're looking at. Yep. Hooper identifies it as a tiger shark. And they're arguing with him over. That's a man eater. That's a man eater. And he's like, it's not. (laughs) Might not be the shark, but I'm not going to say that because I don't want to be beaten up for it. (laughs)
there you go. Hooper Hooper's measured the mouth and it doesn't match the measurements of the bites on the Yeah. The dead girl. So that's it. So he says, let's just check its stomach. Yep. Cut it open. If the girl if it if it ain't the girl, she'll still be there. Yep. So the mayor's very much against this idea, and yep. he says it's because he doesn't want to see the remains of the, the little boy. This is no boy. place for a half-assed autopsy. Right, but in reality, he's probably he just, afraid that there's not going to be anything in there. Yeah, he, this, he wants this, you know... He wants this to be the killer so we can just move on. Yep, exactly. Typical police work. Yep. Well, I mean, he's the mayor, but that's that, you know, it's the easy way out. Like, yeah, we, we caught the killer. <laughs> right. And now we've got uh, the mother of... Of the boy. The little boy who was attacked. You knew there was a shark and you let people go swimming anyway. Yep. So she's given it to the chief. Yep. She slapped him when she first came up. Yep. And uh, I had read that she wasn't able to fake slap, so she really slapped him. Right. And they had to do the take like 16 times. Huh. <laughs> and and uh, Roy Scheider said by the end of it, his face was like numb. Uh Another interesting piece of trivia. So she just reamed him out and she's leaving. Um, the little boy who played Alex, her son, yep. when he grew up, he opened a restaurant, uh, like a seafood restaurant at the beach. And he had a burger called the Alex Kintner Burger. Oh, that's great. And uh, un- unknowing, the actress who played the mother went into this restaurant it was like 25 years after the movie was made, and yeah, she yeah. saw that, the burger, as a nod to Jaws. And she told the server, like, oh, that's funny. I actually played that boy's mother, mother in, in the movie. And the server was like, well, he's the, he owns the restaurant. That's why he named the burger. And, you know, he brought him out, and they were reunited like 25 oh, years after the movie. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So we're at the, the Brody dinner table. You have the little boy mimicking his father. Yep. While mom watches. And see stuff like that. Like it has nothing to do with the movie. Right. But it's just that human interaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it shows uh it shows the chief as a person. Yeah. 
a caring, loving father. And, you know, like that's it. Just spending time with his son. Right. And it's just something so simple. And anybody that's had a child or a little brother or sister or, or a niece, nephew, whatever, like just making faces at them and they make a face back at you and you do, you know, just something so simple. Right. So human. Yep. And now Hooper, Hooper stopped by. is anyone eating this as he's already in possession of the plate (laughs) yeah pulling it towards himself away from brody yeah now uh in in the novel hooper and mrs brody actually have an affair Oh, okay. He's he's telling telling Mrs. Brody about what got him into sharks while the chief is breaking into the wine. Yep. So Brody takes the wine and instead of pouring it into the wine glass, pours it into his glass that still has like two fingers of whiskey in it. And he fills it. Yeah. And he gives everybody else a pour. He's got like 16 ounces of wine in his whiskey now. And if you watch his wife during that scene, she just gives him kind of this like embarrassed look like, oh, come as on. he's pouring it. <laughs> Clinical name, drowning. drowning. So anyway. <laughs> so he shuts her down real fast. Yep. Yeah, Again, he, he doesn't want to talk about his fear of the water. Yep. <laughs> now, what's what's interesting here is like the fidgeting with the bottle. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's one of those like uh, everybody, not everybody, but so many people do it when they they're talking about something that they're rather nervous about. Mm-hmm. Also, if you if you watched, there was more there was more plastic on the bottle between takes. Oh, okay. 
and his hands just adjusted. Yeah. Like before you could see the neck. Right. But right, yeah, that, so that fidgeting, uh, like he's talking about something that he's uncomfortable talking about and, and he feels the need to pick at this sticker. Right. Yeah. Something so simple. So simple. But it makes it so much more realistic. Yes. Yep. Which, you know, most filmmakers would be like, well, it's such a small thing. Just forget it. Yeah, you don't need it. But it's and you could tell that they did multiple takes because of it, because the fucking label. There were different parts of the, you know. Right. The, yeah. The label was more and less as as the scene switched back and forth. Yeah. All right. So they're down at the docks now. And uh, Hooper's dissecting the tiger shark. There's no human remains inside this shark. Nope. Couple fish, couple fish heads. And a license plate. Tin can (laughs) and a license plate. (laughs) The license plate looked cut in half in that scene right there. Oh. I didn't know. But it was full when Brody was holding it. Yeah. I always try to I always try to find those stupid things. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not drunk enough to go out on a boat. (laughs) If we're looking for a shark, we're not going to find him on land. (laughs) So they're heading out in Hooper's fancy boat to try and spot this shark. And he has managed to get Brody on the boat. And Brody's just rambling on about crime in the city. He's got the the wine in one hand, <laughs> drinking right out of the bottle. You get the late show on this thing. <laughs> How much? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good line. Yeah, it's only an island if you look at it from the water. So Hooper's uh, radar is picking up on something. And he's picking up on something now. Like mm-hmm. 
hundred yards south southwest. And there it is. It's a boat. Yeah. Ben Gardner's boat. Ben Gardner's boat. And that's the man we saw in the beginning who helped Hooper off. Yep. And he was also out with the uh, group of people shark hunting. Yes. Yeah. So Hooper's going to hop in the water here to check the boat out. <laughs> Don't touch anything. So Hooper's now in the water. Yep, swimming under this boat. Now, he doesn't have an air tank or anything. He's just snorkeling. Nope. Yeah, he's just, yeah. This boat's got a big hole punched in the bottom. Yep. And he sees... A shark tooth. Yeah, shark tooth the si- embedded in the, the size boat. of his hand almost. Yeah. And now he starts looking around. Oh. And he sees Ben Gardner's dead body float into the hole. Yep. His head pops up. Yep. His eye is missing. Yep. So presumably the next day and they're telling the mayor what they found. So that's true. 1916, <laughs> there was a series of shark attacks in New Jersey that killed uh, quite a few people.
the mayor thinks they're full of it. Of course. You tell me you found a tooth, but you don't have a tooth? And someone's defaced the Amity <laughs> Island billboard. <laughs> yep. Help, shark. Hooper's trying so many different ways to explain this to the mayor. <laughs> and he just laughs at the ignorance of the mayor. Right. Yep. Like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like, this is, this can't be real. Yep. So there you go. The mayor's like, you do what you got to do, but we're not closing the beach. Yeah. I don't give a shit what you do, but the beach ain't being closed. Yeah. Do whatever you got to to make them safe. They're not. They're staying open. We're going to get a bunch of shots of the 4th of July crowd coming in. I'm going to run a pee real quick. I'll be right back. (laughs) Hurry. Hurry. So you see the, 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 the line of people, everybody just piling in. You got, you know, your cyclists and tourists and everybody coming in on ferry, bringing their cars. And... Just people packing in. You got... Nice, lively music. 1975, and you had a black authority figure. That's cool. And it's a it's a happy time, but then you see the uh, the manic mess that Hooper and Brody are in, making phone calls. But every time it cuts back, the the music it's all uplifting and it's all happy. Killer Shark video game. They got shark souvenirs. You got there's like there's a jaw and teeth and stuff like that. And you can see the beach is just absolutely packed. And they do have a lifeguard this time. Multiple. They do. Yeah. Now did you did they show the TV reporter who was Uh, walking up to the screen? There he is. 
Oh, there right there, there. That's Peter Benchley. Oh, okay. That's who wrote Jaws. Yeah, so the beach is packed. Oh, packed to the gills. But, um, <laughs> good one. Yes. Oh, yes. And the mayor's a little upset because nobody's in the water. Yeah. Come on. Go swimming. Have fun. <laughs> mayor better hang on to his toupee. I know, right? <laughs> Please, get in the water. <laughs> the, the mayor's wearing a suit and tie on the beach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it. Let's go, kids. Come on. No one, nobody is in the... Everyone's on the beach. No one's in the water. Yep. And you see the the look at their faces like the, the they're not having fun. No, they're they're looking all around. They're like yeah, all right, <laughs> in the water, and just keep your eyes peeled. That's but of course, it. now you know the people see one group go into the water with their raft, and they're like, oh, I guess it's okay. All right, I'll go in, and they see a couple more people. All right, I'll go in, and a yep. couple more, and a couple more, and so now you've got the people all heading into the water. Including Brody's son. Yep. The ponds for old ladies. <laughs> yeah, so the chief doesn't want his kid in the ocean. Yeah, like, just, just go over there, please. Drink Coca Cola. Okay. Michael Wade. Michael. Michael Wade. Michael. <laughs> Michael Same there, Wade. running after Michael. Yeah. It's a human stork walking into the water. <laughs> Is that like a, uh, a superhero? A human stork? A human stork. Like the human torch? Yeah, same thing. Oh, back to the point of view camera. Yeah. But no music. No music, right. So Hooper and the deputy have got the shark hunting team out on the boats. And, of course, the chief is on the beach keeping an eye on things. And again, point of view, mm -hmm. no music. <laughs> the mayor's doing some damage control. Yeah. It injured some bathers, not killed two people. It devoured two swimmers. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a fin right there. Yep, there's a fin coming up on the swimmers. 
and everybody sees it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. Now it's going to cause a panic and everybody's going to thrash around. And Brody was obviously reading about the book and it senses fish in distress. And Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he pushes the kids off the fucking buoy or the, <laughs> the, the blow up. Everyone for themselves. Yep. <laughs> People getting like trampled. Trample the elderly. <laughs> yep. And the mayor's like, oh, son of a bitch. He's like, oh, crap. This is you know how good. long it took me to get these people in the water? <laughs> But there was no shark. Oh boy. Just some kids with a fin. Yep, just kids with a fin. That's it. That's rough. Oh. You hear the music. Yeah. Shark coming up the pond. Janice Joplin spots the the real deal. <laughs> and of course, exactly where Brody told his kid to stay. Yep. And that's our first that, right there, that's our first glimpse, quote unquote, glimpse of the shark. Right, and you just see a little bit of the fin. Yep. Fonzie's going to try and get these guys off their boat. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. And there's the glimpse. Yeah. And that's it. The shark grabs and pulls him under. Oh. He doesn't have a leg to stand on. That's it. It leaves. As quickly as it comes, it vanishes. Give me one second. I just got to respond to this text. Sure. So it killed somebody else, and now they're dragging the chief's son out of the ocean. 
And he's in shock. That's it. Another attack's done, and the chief just stares out into the ocean. Because now it's personal. (laughs) This time, it's personal. Yeah, pretty much. So the chief's son is okay. He's in mild shock, and they're going to keep him in the hospital. And there's the mayor. Yep, the mayor just kind of wanders in. Yep. And usually the chief seems like a fairly passive guy. Yeah. But you see the chief like looking around, looking over his shoulder, and he brings yep. the mayor into this like uh, enclosed area and he pulls the curtain. Almost like he's he's threatening the mayor. Yeah. Like, I'm going to take you into this spot and seal it off. Smoking in the now hospital. It, oh, yeah. That was the <laughs> 70s. Yeah. And this is when it finally hits. Right. Right. Just because his kids were there, too. That's it. And that's that's all, you know. He didn't yep. even, he didn't say, and the mayor didn't say a single fucking word about Brody's son. He said, my kids were on that beach, too. Yep. Still only acting in his best interest, in his selfish own interest. Yep. It wasn't the fact that your son got knocked out of his boat next to the shark by the shark. It was my kids are on the beach. Right. All right. So now uh, Brody and Hooper have gone to meet Quint. And there's there's a he couple. Used to swimming with bow-legged <laughs> women. My dad used to say it all the fucking time today. <laughs> There's some interesting character interactions in this scene. So he spits out the whiskey or the moonshine. You get the feeling that Brody and Quint already know each other, but uh, they're trying to introduce Hooper to Quint. Brody's trying to introduce Hooper as this expert from the mainland, this like academic. And Hooper's trying to introduce himself as somebody who knows right. boats and knows sailing. 
Now, Quint, uh, Quint has a real kind of passive aggressive way about him. Yeah. Um, when they first to, likes to mention, kind of imply that Hooper's a, a kind of a Nancy. He does. He likes to talk about people without talking to them. Yeah. So when Hooper walks in, if you listen, you hear Quint start mumbling about 35 year olds who don't know anything. Yep. And you'll, you'll hear him do that a few other times later on when new people come around. He starts just kind of generally bashing the category of people that they fit into. <laughs> you got city hands. You've been counting money all your life. Yep, and that's, so. that's, that's a big running thing with, um, with blue-collar guys that, mm-hmm. you know, like, I got working hands, you know, like, you yep. know, I don't, I don't, I don't sit at a desk. Right. Yeah. My, my hands are broken and cut and calloused and, you know, they're, they're really beat up fucking hands because mm-hmm. I fucking work. Right. And that's a Quint sees Hooper as you're this rich boy. Yeah. Don't, who's never don't, had to work and you, you don't know your shit like I do. Yeah. You went to fucking school. I, right. I shark. I, but I as fucking the, hunt. I know what the fuck I'm doing. You read it in a book. As I the movie it. goes on, you start to see Quint and Hooper developing more of a respect yep. for each other. Yeah. Like, wow. You do know what you're doing. Maybe not the same way that I know how to do it, but you know. Yep. And here Hooper's got all of his high-tech gear Oh yeah, that he's bringing along. <laughs> Hooper's very proud of all of his his gear. <laughs> Quint doesn't spend too much time harping on stuff. He's just like whatever. So he sings him a farewell song after after he says, he's like, what is this? It's Shark Cage. He goes, you go in the cage? Yeah. And Cage goes in the water? Yeah. And the shark's in the water? Yeah. Our shark's in the water? Yeah. And then he sings him his farewell sea shanty. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Now here the chief walks up with his wife and immediately you hear Quint in the background talking about, he starts talking about women and how they can't do anything and they're worthless. <laughs> and he starts talking about women losing their virginity on boats. So he's kind of like indirectly attacking the chief's wife. Right. Break it up with you, chief. I see you got your rubbers. 
I love it. He's just such a fucking smash mouth dick. Yep. Just a loud mouth drunk. Yep. And they're yeah, I wonder, I wonder the why I like him so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why my dad liked him so much. Yeah, my dad liked him. <laughs> Seems to be a running theme. <laughs> All right, so they're out to sea. That's it. And Hooper's chumming away. No, Brody, sorry, not Hooper. Chief's Chief's chumming the water. Hooper's checking the depth. And Quint kicking back with the reel. Yep. I would love to go deep sea fishing one day. Yeah. And again, he's talking to Chief, and he's making fun of kids who bring out equipment. Equipment, yeah. As as Hooper's standing there using his gear, using equipment, yeah. So he gets out his his Yingling and downs it in one shot, and Hooper crushes it and stares at him. He drinks Hooper his coffee. Fun at him. <laughs> 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 Just being Ooh. a dick. Yeah. Ooh, real tough guy. And then Brody accidentally uh, releases the air tanks. Hooper tells him, you mess around with these, they're going to blow up. And then Quint takes Brody's side. Hmm. Which is kind of some foreshadowing. Right. <laughs> He's trying to teach Brody how to tie a fucking knot. Yeah. Oh, and you hear the clicking on the reel. Yep, the reel starts going. Yep. And Quint looks over. He, uh, he can just act with his eyes. Oh, my God, right? <laughs> just that scene, just right there. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that's just... Like, just yeah. this like, slow movement. He doesn't say anything to anybody. He doesn't have to say anything, but you nope. hear what you still hear what he's saying. He's saying, is there something there? Yeah, there's something there. Yeah. <laughs> and he looks out at the water. <laughs> There's there's music exactly when there needs to be music. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's no soundtrack. It's it's much like The Shining. Yeah. And a lot of movies aren't made like that anymore. Right. And even now you just get those little 
little <laughs> notes as it tugs I got it. That's. Yep, he gets it. He got his knot. <laughs> yep, I love it. Hey, I got it, out. and the cord rips. Yep. Tells Brody to keep the wheel wet to uh, to stop friction and fire and burn and because the wheel uh, reels unwinding so fast. Yeah. All while he's yelling uh, directions to Hooper directions on to which Hooper. way the boat should be going. Yep. Such a good line. I don't know, Chief. He's either very smart or very dumb. Yeah. He's gone under the boat. So you start to get some like discrepancy here between Quint and Hooper. Yeah. And Quint believes he's got the the great white on the yeah. line. I got something big. And Hooper's like, I really don't think you do. Yeah. It's It's a tuna or a swordfish. And we never really find out whether or not the shark is on the line here. And the line snaps. Yeah. So there they are at it again. Yep. So Hooper's really mouthing off to him. Just mocking him. (laughs) 
So they lost their, uh, they lost whatever, their line. Yeah. Whatever they had on there. Whatever was on there. Yep. And obviously Quint's sure that it was the shark because, you know, game fish going to bite through my, my piano wire. Right. Get the and fuck then, out of here. And then you have Hooper who didn't think it was a shark based on its behavior and what it was doing. Right. So now we've got Quint up in the crow's nest, up in the crotch. <laughs> Crouch. <laughs> crow's nest. <laughs> and Brody's going back to chumming. <laughs> Brody's pissed that he has to keep being the one doing the chum. Yeah, to just constantly be chumming. (laughs) (laughs) And there's the shark. Yep. We see it just for a second. That's it. It comes up and it goes away and Brody is shitting himself. Brody's the only one who sees it. (laughs) And there was the line. Yeah. You're going to need a bigger boat. You just see the fin coming to, oh, God, it's amazing. Yeah. And you get an idea of how big it is when it comes by the boat. Yep. <laughs> of course, he has to. <laughs> he has to even, even when they both, even when they both realize what they're dealing with, Quint still has to argue. Yep. Twenty footer, uh, twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever, motherfucker. So he's circling the boat. Quint and Hooper both start going about different things here. And Brody's just kind of running around saying, what do we do? And the chief's wife is on the, on the radio. Further out, he's like, further out? What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Foreground my ass. (laughs) Hooper's trying to take pictures. All right, so 
Quint's going to harpoon the shark. Try to attach a keg to him. Shark's heading right at him. Yep. And he's Quinn's waiting for the okay from Hooper because he doesn't want to shoot and fuck it up. Right. And not have a barrel attached. And that's it. Makes the call, makes the shot. Yep. And Hooper tells him to shoot before he's finished. Yes. Tying. That's it. The barrel's gone. Yep. And now the barrels... The barrels are designed to tire the whatever they're attached to out. Right. Because obviously, if if it pulls it under, it you know whatever whatever animal it's attached to now has to work to keep this air filled barrel underwater. Right. So then, when the barrel pops up, you know, okay, it's in this general vicinity, and it's it's getting tired. So the chief's worried about his the wound on his head and Quint saying, Don't worry about it. Look at all these scars I've got. Yeah. You know who he kind of reminds me of? Paul oh. Rudd. Yeah, Hooper. I can see that. Yeah, they're they're just showing their battle wounds. Right.
So Hooper's got a scar from a bull shark. Quint's got a scar from a thresher shark. Oh, he's such an amazing character. Yep. This is good. I like this. <laughs> so I was reading, they shot this scene the night before, mm-hmm. and Robert Shaw was absolutely obliterated. They couldn't use any scene whatsoever. <laughs> and he had said to Steven Spielberg, he was like, I'm so sorry. The next day, he's like, I'm so sorry. He was like, just give me one more chance. He was like, I'll do it. And he fucking did the whole thing in one take. Yeah. And, and, and obviously, that's what's in the movie. Right. So they're making fun of him for his removed tattoo. <laughs> and once he mentions it's uh, Indianapolis, Indianapolis, they get very serious. Hoop, Hooper knows. Hooper knows, right. That's great. Mm-hmm.
So that's Quint's backstory. Yep. yep. World which War is a II true story. Event. Yep, World War II. So the, it's all true. The Indianapolis was the battleship that delivered the Hiroshima bomb. And then uh, on their way home from delivering it, they were sunk by a submarine. And, uh, you know, hundreds and hundreds of the men who went into the water were taken by sharks. But I like how during that uh, Hooper and Chief kind of look at each other because Quint's starting to seem a little insane as he's as he's telling it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. There's there's smiles and and chuckles in his voice. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god! Like, and then I think also it's like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? But then at the same time, it's almost that. I kind of get why why you're a little out there now. Like right. you've seen some you've seen some shit and it's understandable that you know you're a little out there now. Yeah. So they're all singing together and the shark shows up and the shark just rams the and Quint's the first one to realize that something's not right. Right, he's the first one to stop singing. So Chief goes to call for help. And before he can, a fire starts on the floor. And I, I don't know if Quint starts that fire deliberately. To, to pull him away from... To get Chief off the radio. Right. Because earlier you see uh, Chief's wife calls on the radio and Quint rushes her off real fast. And doesn't right. even tell the chief that she called. And then chief goes to call for help. And Quint, uh, you know, suddenly there's a fire and Quint needs him to get off the radio. And then uh, chief tries to call for help one more time later on. And uh, you see what happens. But the barrel's up, the shark's here, and Quint's shooting at it off the side of the boat. Yeah. Yep. What's What kind of gun? Uh, the chief is uh, who? Uh, Jesus, nope. Quint's got Quint's got an M1 Grand, which is okay. uh, World War II. Also, that shooting star that just happened in the background is that real. Was not yeah, it's real. There's not another one right here. Yeah, they filmed this during a meteor shower. There it goes. Yep. Yep. Lightning in a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> So and then what's morning. the what's the handgun that uh, Chief just had? Uh, Chief's I don't know exactly what his handgun is. It's a just a typical police three fifty seven. 
Gotcha. Probably a Colt or a Smith and Wesson. But yeah, the Quint's got an M1 Grand, which would have been like the standard rifle issued to World War II soldiers. Right. And the music is back. There's the barrel. Once, up. once again, it's the. Once again, it's the. It's not the shark, but it is the shark. Right. It's just the the barrel. It's just the a barrel, barrel becomes the villain. Yeah. So they snag the barrel and they're going to tie it up to the, I guess they're going to tie it up to the back of the boat. Drop that rope or you're going to use lose your hands. Yep. That's what he said. Now, was it Quint that got cut? I believe so, yeah. That's what I, I think that was his hands. So now Chief's going to try calling for help again. Yep, I'm going to make a phone call. Quint destroys the radio. Yep. <laughs> So I always took him destroying the radio as he doesn't want to admit that he can't do it on his own. Yeah. He doesn't want anybody coming to help. Nope. Like, I can do this. Right. That's he's, admitting that the shark has beaten you. Yeah. it's He's Captain Ahab. Mm-hmm. I can do it. And I, and I will I will do anything in my power to do it. I will risk everything and, you know. Right. Oh, the fucking, the, the, the goddamn soundtrack, man. The oh, I know. Score. <laughs> and it's interesting, like, just that, that, that slight, you know, when he says, uh, drop that rope or you, or you lose your hand. Mm-hmm. And Quint's the one that doesn't put the rope down. Right. He takes it from Hooper. He says, give me that. Yeah. Sure as shit, the shark fucking whips it and it cuts his fucking hand open. Yeah. And it's that whole, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. And it's, you know, like uh, at all costs, I'll do it. I'll get it done. Yeah. I'll fire at it with the rifle. I'll I'll grab the fucking rope, smash the radio. Fuck this. I don't need the fucking help. I can do this. Yep. So Quint shoots him again. Yep. So we got an, we've got a bar- another barrel on him. Yeah. Now I don't know because I only see one barrel, so yeah. I don't know if when they snagged the rope before they disconnected the other one. I think so.
and you see just that that slight smile on everybody's face, like we got him, we got right, him. That, yep, they're hopeful. They think this is yeah. it. This is it. Like he's he's on the run. That's it. I see him. We could get him. And there's number two. Yep. Brody's firing away with his pistol. Yep. Gets a couple shots in. And now we've got two barrels on him. So that's barrel two. And yeah, it's that look of defeat. Yeah. They don't even have the conversation. Yeah. Why don't we bring him into shore instead of him bringing us out to sea? And Hooper just looks at Quint like, that ain't going to work. Right, yeah. <laughs> so they're going to try and snag the barrels again. Yep. Uh-oh. <laughs> ah. And he runs the rope behind Hooper. Yep. Who then gets caught in it when it tightens. Yep. Because he's not a fisherman. Right. So that's it. So now instead of the barrels, we have now attached the entire boat to the shark. <laughs> Who then proceeds to pull the boat. So Quint's going to tow the shark. Yep, that's it. Shore. I'm going to drag him back to fucking shore. Yep. The shark is so strong that it's ripping the cleats out of the fucking boat. Yep. So here comes a third barrel. Yep. And they need to get loose or he's going to pull out the transom, as Quint says. It's just awesome power that to watch this. Like that's how that's how big this shark is. Yep. He's just, just towing the ship. Yep. 
Walter's flooding the engine. Yep. And Quinn's got no other choice. He comes out with a machete. Just as the cleats break off. Break off. And three barrels go. And then the barrels show up again. Yeah. Not with three barrels, he can't go under. Yeah, I can. Yep. (laughs) That worked perfectly because I was talking to my wife. She came in and asked a question. My answer was, yeah, I can. But it worked out perfect with the fucking movie. You're like, I can't go under with three barrels. Yeah, I can. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can. Of course. So now, finally, both of the experts are dumbfounded. Yeah, they can't believe what what's happening. Mm-hmm. Brody's like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to <laughs> pump out the water. And again, the, the or not again, but the name of the boat is the orca, which is, you know, a killer whale. Right. Which is the only known predator to a great white shark. Right. So, that's so now it. Quint's idea is to... Just get him in shallow water, we'll drown him. Yep. and again it's that don't tell me yeah i know i know what to do i'm the professional this is my boat yeah and that's it and quinn's putting too much strain on the engine yep and Hooper's telling him, you're going to ruin the engine. Yeah, don't and don't put that much pressure Quinn's on it. Quinn's saying, don't tell me what to do. And that's it. You see the RPMs. He's redlining his engine. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. That's it. The engine's shot. It's it's almost 
It's almost, I don't know, it's almost like a sabotage situation. Yeah. That that Quint is, this ends here. Right, almost like like he does it intentionally. Yeah, because like, it's his boat. He's a fisherman. He's a, you know, a a captain. Like, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He knows how to drive a boat. Mm -hmm. Yet he, you know, all of his gauges that are reading stop, you know. And he just pushes the boat harder. Right. Almost like, nope. Nope. Well, you know. Yeah, if we don't if we don't get it, we're not going in. Period. Yeah. Yeah, we're not we're not coming back without a dead shark. And that's it. Like, all right, we're not running anywhere. This is this is Custer's last stand. Yeah. That's it. I die on the hill. And he looks at the life jacket. Yep. So he brings out a life jacket for both of them. And of course, he said earlier he would never put on a life jacket again. Never put a life jacket on again. So Quint's finally gotten to the point where he's willing to try out the the new technology. Yeah. Cooper's more uh, scientific approach. Yeah, Every, everything that Quint has tried hasn't worked and Quince now I got nothing left I don't know what else to do yeah Got the shark cage in the water, and Hooper's climbing in. Yep. And the way they're looking at him going into the cage, it's like they're looking at a, like a dead guy. Yeah. Like you're really going to do this. They just have these looks of like pity on their face.
God, I would love to be in a shark cage. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's like a bucket list item for me. Like put put me in heavy, like big shark. I want to be around big sharks. Put me in a cage, chum the water. I just want to see it. I want to experience it. Yeah. I could have went I could have went swimming with sharks when we went to the Bahamas, mm-hmm. but they were only like two foot sharks. Oh yeah. Yeah, like reef and sharks. Like, yeah, reef sharks. Yep. And I'm like, well, that's not whatever. To me, that's just like being with a dolphin at that point. Right. Um, I want to be around a, like, okay, so we're going to put you in this chain mail suit and you're going to get in the water with these sharks. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. So some of this footage is of a real shark. Yes, of course. Yeah, you got a uh, stock footage. Mm-hmm. Like that. Mm-hmm. Arms outside. No thanks. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. The shark comes in from behind. Yep, rams it, and then it's 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 a lot. It's it's movie footage mixed with stock. Like that's stock footage there, obviously. Mm-hmm. And Hooper drops his spear. Yep. He's hoping it's just laying on the bottom of the cage, but it's not. Down on the seafloor. Yep. And the shark comes in again. Bruce. Yes, Bruce. Named after Spielberg's lawyer. Yeah. The man-eating shark. <laughs> and again and again, and the shark is broken into the... The shark is broken into the shark cage now. Yep. And Hooper just fights for his life, stabbing the shark repeatedly. Yep. So Hooper pulls out a knife and stabs it in the nose, which uh, if you're ever attacked by a shark... That's the spot, right? You're either, yep. You either go for the tip of its nose or its eyes. Now the shark has the, the broken the the cage. There's some stock footage. Mm-hmm. Has broken the cage, and Hooper was able to get out. Yep. So Hooper got out and swam down to like the reef, and he's just, just kind of hiding out. Yep. And you see, as they're as they're trying to raise the cage, the whole boat is shifting. Right, <laughs> as the shark pulls on the cage. And what was that? The mast? Just or no? It's it's not the mast. It's the arm, right? That yeah. was that was extending out for the cage. Yep. They finally managed to get the cage up out of the yeah, water. Yeah, managed to get the cage out, and it's absolutely destroyed. Yep. That's <laughs> it. It falls off. and Yep. 
his makeshift wood he was he was holding on to. Yeah. Now the shark comes up. Yep. For one last attack and breaks the back off the ship. Yeah. Basically breaches itself onto the boat. Yep. So Quint was holding on and his hand got uh, crushed, crushed by the oxygen tank. Yep. And just like you said, in the, it, you're just kicking, just kicking until you hear the, the bite and the screaming. And... and he pulls the machete off the side of the ship. Yep. And starts stabbing the shark in the face. starts stabbing the shark in the face. And that's it. And that's it. So Quint's, Quint's gone. Done. Now Brody's alone. The one who's terrified of water and the ocean yep. is alone on the boat. That's sinking. That's sinking. <laughs> Into the shark-infested water. Yep. That This must be a nightmare for him. Yeah. Right. So the shark comes back now for Brody. And Brody's hitting it in the face with the oxygen tank and then throws it into his mouth. Yep. The boat's sinking. Yep, the music's coming in. So Brody's got... uh, He's got his handgun, he's got the rifle, he's got the spear. The the spear, yep, and he's climbing the mast. Then the shark comes up again, and yep, right underneath him, and he's yep. jabbing away at it with the yep. spear, fighting back with the harpoon. And he spears it into the mouth, and the shark ends up taking the spear with it. Yep. So here's the the showdown. Yep. Shark's coming right at him, and he's got Quint's rifle. And Brody says, show me the tank. Just show me the tank. Smile, foreskin bitch. (laughs) The famous line. line. The original (laughs) line. When uh, Donald Pleasance was Brody. <laughs> and that's it. He hit the tank. It exploded. And then it explodes. It blows off the shark's head. Yep. And this massive creature sinks to the bottom of the ocean in a pool of red. And do you hear the roar? Yep. 
That uh, that's the same roar from when the truck in Duel goes off the cliff. Right, that's what you had said. And Spielberg put it in there intentionally as a tribute to his first movie. And out comes Hooper. Hooper's alive, yep. Now, uh, if you shoot a scuba tank, it does not explode. Uh, no? No. It, it's, like, uh, it's like puncturing a... Or letting the air out of a balloon. It'll, it just kind of whizzes around like a rocket. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, it doesn't uh, blow up. Gotcha. But, uh, I knew that it would whiz around like a rocket if it was, like, if the top snapped off. I know that. But I didn't mm-hmm. know if it was the fact of the, the air, or the oxygen, rather, uh, mixed with the spark mm-hmm. of the bullet hitting the metal that would cause. I didn't know. Yeah. Mythbusters did it. Oh, okay. They did. Uh, they did Jaws myths, and they okay. they shot the tank with a the same rifle. Yep. As a bunch of times, and that it just whizzes around. But uh, Peter Benchley didn't like the ending because uh, that's not what happens at the end of the book. Oh. But uh, and he his reasoning for not liking the ending, he told Spielberg like nobody's going to believe it. Nobody's going to believe that you're going to shoot that tank with a rifle and it's going to explode like that. And Spielberg's response was, of course, it's not real. But at this point in the movie, the audience will believe anything I put in front of them. That's true. Yep. And that's it. That's it. They start swimming in. on. So, yeah, they start paddling back on, on driftwood and barrels. Yep. Parts of the boat with barrels to keep themselves afloat. And they... Kick back to shore. Yep. Quint almost made it. Almost, yep. And even at the end here, you get the the little uh, Quint theme as yes. we look at the the ocean. Yeah, the Mariner theme there, mm-hmm. little tune. Yep. So uh, I, I do want to come back to what you were just saying about the believability of the end. But mm-hmm. um, so that was it, folks. This is Jaws. Uh, you know, 1975. Uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. I could, I could probably watch the movie once a week and not get tired of it. I've, I've probably watched it about seven times already this summer. Uh, it's, it's terrific. It's, yep, it's it a is great, it's great. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have any complaints. I absolutely love it. Of course, people could say like the shark looks campy at times, but I mean it. It is a little campy, obviously, mm-hmm. but for the time, 1975. Um, uh, just I, mean, I don't know. I I don't have anything bad to say about it. No, no, neither do I. I love it. It's to me, it's it's Halloween. It's a home run. I, I don't have anything bad to say about Halloween. I, I could watch it. Literally, what's funny is I, as I've gotten older, I'm a huge Friday the 13th fan, and I feel that my love and adoration for Halloween is on par at this point. If not, it is slowly surpassing Friday the 13th for me, which is huge mm-hmm. for me to say that. Yeah. Anytime, anytime that I'm doing something in my house and I don't feel like listening to music, which obviously I'm a musician and that's usually what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, every 
every TV in my house has a fire stick and I have Amazon prime and I have shutter through Amazon prime mm-hmm. and Halloween 78 is on shutter. So if I'm doing something in my garage, the TV in the garage goes on and it goes to Halloween 1978. Yeah. If I'm yeah, in the I have a... and I'm, I'm working around or whatever, like cleaning up, I put on Halloween 1978 and I'll I have put a it copy of it repeat. in my, uh, I have a copy of it in my laptop bag. Yeah, it's it's that good of a movie, and Jaws is the same thing. It's yeah. that good of a movie. Absolutely. Like, uh, you could turn it on, and you just you, you flip your head every three minutes. It never gets like, old. Oh. Yeah, and it's a great scene. Every time you turn your head, oh, this, and there's a line, and, you know. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yep, Yeah. It's uh, it's impressive to say the least for a movie to have that. Yeah, you know, um, oh, it's incredible! It is just absolutely incredible. Um, yep, and to last this saying, long, you know. Oh yeah, and still be it's at 40, 40, 46 years now. Yeah, yeah, forty six years. And it has, you know, 18.5 thousand reviews on Prime. Yeah. Um, but like you were saying that uh, he said at this point of the movie, people will believe anything I put in front of them. And it's true. You're so you become so invested in the movie and the characters and the scene and and you're there. Right, And I, I don't think anybody, anybody watched it unless you were a fucking ballistics expert and you watched it, mm-hmm. you know, that anybody watched it like, well, that wouldn't happen. Right. You know, why, why would you think otherwise, you know, and plus right. how, many, just, like how many people have so actually invested. gone out and done that? To yeah. know that it wouldn't and happen. And you're so invested in it, you you want to see the you want to see the shark get killed. You know, like come on, come on, get him, get him. Like yeah. you're there, you're on the edge of your seat, and the the shots are being missed. And you're like, come on, hit the fucking tank. And it comes you down know? to the and, the easiest survivor to root for. Yeah, because Brody's the of underdog the, through the entire thing. He's not he's, yeah, he's not the brainiac the expert. Of Hooper, nope, and, and he's not he's the not experienced the badass. badass, right? Of Quint, he's the guy who doesn't like the water. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, he's the underdog, and he's he's the genuine good guy since the very beginning of the movie. Right, hey, there was a shark attack. We got to close the beach. We have to save people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, don't take this lightly. Like, let's just close the beach and we'll, we'll figure it out. But for right now, just let's close the beach. And, you know, even with the mayor saying, ah, don't worry about it. Isolated incident. Oh, it was a boat accident. Right. And he's on the beach and he's looking over everyone's shoulder and somebody screams and he like looks at the water and it's just people playing. And he's so, he is a, he's a good man yeah that's it he's a good honest man that wants to do the right thing and it's so easy to root for somebody like that Mm -hmm. yeah you know there's not 
you could root for Quint because he's the badass. Yeah, but he's kind of like a mouthy dick, and yeah, serves him right that if he if he can't beat the shark, serves him right because he's mm-hmm. kind of an asshole. He's you know? flawed. Yeah, but Brody isn't. Brody's, I'm, I, you know, Brody's pure, right? In a sense, in a sense, you know, mm-hmm. he's he is your all American good guy. He's Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's it. I, you know, I, he's not a bad guy. Why right. wouldn't you want to root for him? Why wouldn't you want him to win? Good should always triumph over evil. Right. And uh, yeah, it's just, oh, it's fucking great. Yeah, it's it absolutely is. Absolutely amazing. Yep. So, with that, folks, um, we hope you had an amazing summer. Um, we hope you enjoyed uh, Candyman that we did. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> this summer. Uh, we did Scream this summer. Uh, what else we and we did the tail end of uh, was it the tail end of Texas was this summer right? Uh, yeah, I think, I think so. we started we started summer by ending Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, and then and then we did uh, then we did Candyman, then we did Scream. Right. Yep. And here we are with Jaws. Um, hope you had an amazing summer. Um, and hope you hope you keep listening to our stupid podcast that we do. Um, <laughs> We enjoy doing it. It's it's just the dumb shit that we do anyway as friends. Mm-hmm. So it's cool that every so often you guys come and you join us. And we hope you have a somewhat of a fun time listening to us be idiots while we watch some of our favorite movies. Um, so here's to the next season. We'll... Uh, we'll have some different stuff for you. You know, we'll do a, we'll do a bunch of one-offs. Yep. You know, up until shit. Maybe we'll just do one-offs up until Christmas and then we'll we'll hit all those Christmas movies again. Yeah, we're heading into the fall season here. Yeah. So we'll uh we'll have to do like uh well maybe we'll do trick or treat. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we should definitely do trick or treat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, you know, once we get get closer into Halloween, you know, through October we'll do some some really Halloween y stuff, tales of Halloween and That's stuff. That's like another that. good one. Yeah, yeah. So all right. Well, uh, Michael, any farewell words? No, I think you covered it. Like you cover the sun when you go outside. <laughs> You're an asshole. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Be 